Good day, everyone. Welcome once again to Thursday Talks. And today's uh, discussion would be different naman for the past few weeks. It's all about finance, sales, and um, a little bit of uh, mostly focused on the money or financial aspect. So, but in today's episode, it's different. I invited a friend, a very good friend, who I met siguro when three, four years ago uh, when we met uh, during my stint with uh, Film Life, dun kami nagkakilala. Uh, he was also there back then. Kasama rin siya sa Film Life group, group namin. And now, he's a uh, life coach, a very successful life coach, and he's the founder and CEO of uh, LifeKite. Please welcome Mr. Bam Santiago. Hi, Bam. Good morning. Hi, hi, uh, JJT. Jeremy, thanks for having me, and hi to all thanks your uh, viewers and listeners. Thanks for, ano, for accepting the invite. It's been My a while pleasure, bro. since we have, we really had a chat, and ano, so it's nice to connect. Ren. So you Same, likewise. Siguro it's a blessing na rin that I'm able to do this to connect Ren as well to people who I haven't really connected with for the past few years, maybe, diba? So it's been yeah. a while, diba? Yeah. So how are you? Oh, I I I think uh, you know, given the the, the circumstances you know, with what's happening, I think, you know, of course here here in, in the Philippines and all over the world, I I'm I'm doing pretty 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 okay, or pretty amazing, I could even say. I'm just grateful. I think I'm in a space of gratitude. Um, and since you you introduced me as, as a life coach, I parang all these years of sharing what uh, the, the, you know, the, brother, the importance of mindset, the importance of gratitude, and and, and um, the power of choosing uh, how to experience life regardless of circumstances. It's all. It's all paid off, especially during the past, you know, three months where it's been incredibly difficult for a lot of people. But I'm grateful that I've been in a space, I would say, where uh, I'm able to connect to more people and help more people more than ever, you know. So I'm, I'm just really grateful. Yeah. See, like I, I was telling you, Anita, it's easier to connect now, right? Although there's no physical mm. connection maybe, but at least being able to have the technology to connect with people mas parang feeling ko mas marami kang you know mahal-connect with especially I, I see you go live every now and then minsan twice thrice a day uh, and uh, there are people messaging you connecting with you as well so parang it's easier now and ina you know, sabi ko although major times are really hard but there's still a lot of things to be grateful for especially super times diba? so super yano how how long have you been doing ano coaching um, professionally for almost, uh, almost 10 years now. Um, I, I started, I think back in 2010, but informal, pa, like I was just, you know, attending some seminars, but the first, the first sort of like coaching seminar I attended was ba- back in 2006, but I was exposed already to personal growth stuff back in 2001, but with uh, yeah. I was in a group with Chinky before we were we were going to the same church, so I got to spend some time with him, attend some of his programs when I was still young, and I uh, would, would also watch Francis Kong. But at the time, I was still involved in music, so I never got into it as a profession. Never ever thought about doing it as a profession. But I remember watching Chinky before, and like, wow, he's such a good speaker. And you know, um, 
but I was always sitting at the back of the room. And, you know, I also, a lot of insecurities, a lot of pride, a lot of fear. Um, and uh, it never crossed my mind until 2006, I got my auntie enrolled me to a, a seminar. And, um, and, but still, even after that, bro, hindi pa din ako na, you know, I still didn't do it professionally. It uh-huh. wasn't until after four years that I, I, uh, I wrote it down like in a, in a vision of mine. I said I wanted to help people. And yeah, since then, I've been, you know, I've been, I've been doing it ever since. But you mentioned you were in music, ano ka? Like you were... Uh, I was an acoustic ano, a guitarist. Ah, guitar. So before, since you... Uh, yun talaga yung focus mo was all music. I love music. I just wanted to, to play music. I thought I, thought I was going to play music my entire life since, since I was in pretty much high school. But college, I didn't really play music. But right after college... Uh, we had a lot. We, you know, eto alam tayo mga dating may may mga kapanahon ko. Like we were playing with Side A when when you know they were they were still at the height of their career. It was one of our first gigs ever. Bago we weren't even one year as a band. We had an opportunity to play with them. South Border, you mga you know they're they're I guess now considered the older band. Yeah, they, so we we were very blessed to be able to play back to back with uh, a lot of these really great musicians back then. Uh, freestyle who those were yeah those were the days na ano eh, na these bands were really kumbaga, the peak or the height of these types of bands eh. were those the days yeah bro I mean those days were amazing they were so much fun to play in a band uh, you know to to, go, to travel all over, all around the Philippines uh, we were also able to go abroad but it, it's it's fun you know going staying in hotels with your bandmates. Uh, playing mini concerts and back to back, like I said, with these amazing bands. It was always fun. We, we you know, the food, yung yung lokohan namin. Masaya sa banda bro. Kaya kaya lahat ng ng kalokohan alam ko din. You know, uh, I mean that, that that was my my industry for the longest time. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I guess we all well, not all, but somehow we 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 evolve and, and we change. Uh, but but I was very grateful. To be in that industry for a long, I really enjoyed it. it it's so fun performing songs, not, not as a singer, as a guitarist, and yeah. uh, you know, entertaining people and and stuff like that. So yeah. You know what made you like in two thousand six? You were were you enrolled because you really want to be part of it, or were you like forced into? Because some of these things, de right? at the start, because I've been through your leadership trainings as well, eh, right? and Sure. When I started, it was like I was parang forced to attend. Alam mo yun? Parang hindi ko talaga. It wasn't planned. It, I wasn't. It wasn't voluntary. Well, at least at you thinking ko, I say because it's my friend who invited me. I'll just go. Was it the same for you, or were you, you were the well? One one of my biggest uh, struggles at the time was money. So I for sure I didn't have any money to attend any seminars. You know, I think it was like it was like. Kind of like, uh, I don't know, 150 US dollars at the time back in 2006. Uh-huh. So like that's a lot of money. So my my auntie sponsored me to attend a two day program and so you know somebody if you're free this weekend just I said what is it about like just attend. I never even knew that there was anything like that experience. But I attended with my vocalist. So we were both pretty much uh, impressed or struck by the content, by the flow, and it just felt good. And I said, you know, like, like I didn't quite understand what it was, but it felt nice. 
Yeah. It, it, it talked about, you know, being a more responsible human being. It talked about creating better results in life. And I'm like, well, I never heard this before. Perhaps yeah. in some of the books that I read in college. But to see it in a seminar setting, like like I said, you know, it was so interesting. Say, you could say we were forced to, to be there. Um, but the very next weekend, kami dalawa ng vocalists we volunteered to be, you know, uh, staff, staff uh-huh. support. Right, one week after, you know, I mean, it was such an impact. So one week after, naka naka suit kami na oversized suits, yeah. uh-huh. you know, in that seminar. And um, it it was. I think what I liked about it was the the fact that it was supporting people in their life journeys. And I didn't still understand it at the time. I just said it feels good to be in this space. And I guess I didn't understand what it was. But looking back now, I was really just wanting to help people make life better. And and so mga ganung yung mga ganung sessions kasi there's really a high when you attend, right? Parang mm-hmm. you feel a di- there's a different feeling when you're in that room together with other people who are who pretty much had this have the same mindset already as you. So parang there's always that positivity. Eh. So parang you get hooked talaga. Eh. So that's why I could understand that uh, you'll staff and uh, help out as well. Yeah. Uh, that class was, I think we were 100 plus in class. Na yun, 100 people. So imagine, kwarto, you know, the, the impact. But, but, but also, I guess obviously there were also people who were not impressed by it. People who had, were not impacted by it. But for some reason, I was impacted by it. I liked it. Uh, but again, it's still not also the start of my career yet. It wasn't until four years after. music at the time. So you didn't transition kaagad from that point? No. I mean, I did the level one. They, no, not yet. They, they call it the level one program, which is like basic. And then I did the level two program, I think two weeks after. Uh, so I go, you know, I, I want to do all these programs, you know, maybe I'll discover something. I go, why not? Yeah. And then right after that, I did the level three program. Someone paid for my program, which is like $500 a month. So a lot of people, I just went through the whole thing. And I'm very grateful that I did because it was like, I'm not, I, I'm not, a, I'm not a seminar guy, you know? Um, like I was very happy, go lucky. I just wanted to play music and hang with my, with my bandmates and, uh-huh. you know, talk about stupid things and laugh all the time. Um, but, but it was something different there. So it was for that. My auntie at the time was asking me to facilitate with her for some program she was doing for teenagers. I mean, Bam, I can see you. You'll be really good at this. I'm like, me? Nope. <laughs> Never. I, I, I don't want to speak in front of people. Like, I just want to play music. So, uh, until I think 2000. Go ahead. You didn't attend that, ano, yung parang facilitating the teenager, uh, yung training for the teenagers. No, I didn't. I didn't. I, I, I just attended one of her get-togethers at her house, uh, so Forbes, where she was served, serving food and the teenagers were there. Um, but, I never said like, you know, Tita, I'll, I'll, she was telling me about, it was pretty amazing when she was saying, we go to, to Palawan, we go to El Nido, and like, wow, it sounded cool, but like, I never really got into it uh, until four years later where I was also again with my auntie doing what we call a mastermind meeting, just, you know, a group of people getting together and talking about life and goals. And it came out in one of our mastermind meetings that I wanted to uh, become a facilitator. So it was, you know, I took my program 2006, but it was not until four years later that I, you know, I wrote it down. And it was not until 2012, six years later, that I actually got into formal training as a, as a coach. What was the turning point for you? Like, what made you, what was the 
parang aha moment na okay I think I want to take this more seriously and focus on the I, I think I think there was a ano, there was like a, a, a shift in my life at the time after playing well, you know doing music for ten years uh, there was a time where I was just I don't know maybe I felt I was not growing anymore in my music because of just my mindset which I didn't know it was called mindset. I just felt like I wanted more or to experience more in life or to get out of that box maybe. And then um, I, I would already start watching mga T. Harv Ecker, like these authors and trainers. I would watch some Tony Robbins. I would watch, you know, uh, a lot of speakers and authors and trainers like Zig Ziglar, uh, Les Brown. I would just start consuming content online. And then there was one instance where I think I was able to watch Tony Robbins. He was coaching a teenager who was suicidal and 13 years old uh, tried committing suicide and she was crying uh, you know Tony was doing like work with her and I started I found myself like I didn't know why I was crying and I felt so connected to the work that he was doing and I said I think I want to do that like for the rest of my life which is help people like in that capacity the way he did and imagine mo to, like music and then I would be sure after music I became an English tutor uh, I started teaching Koreans online to make money, you know. Uh, and then from there, I thought, you know, like I was just going to be a, like a teacher my whole life. I didn't know when I was teaching my students and their parents, I was also coaching because yeah. they were already asking me stuff about life. And for some reason, I was able to answer quite well. I don't know where, you know, just was able to give them some, some, some help. And then, you know, when I watched that video, I started writing down my vision and um, I started meeting people who, who helped me you know, staff and train to be a coach and I've, I haven't looked back since. So what's, what's about uh, like coaching that you like best? What oh, just, you know, the help. I like the deeper part of coaching. I love talking. I, I love it when, when it's an emotional process. I guess I think we all know there's a quote that goes, if, if how-tos were enough, we would all be skinny, rich, and happy. Meaning we all know, you know, the technical stuff where they say, even with finance, diba, they say it's, it's 80% psychology and 20% mechanics. We've heard this over and over again. It's the same in life, I say. But to be able to go into the psychology of a human being, it's important to dive into the heart where people get to feel, you know, like ikaw as a father, the emotion of when, when you remember seeing your, your child born and, you know, that, that being a father, it's still always about emotions, eh? Yeah. It's not like you saw your child. Okay, I therefore conclude now I'm a father. And technically speaking, it's, it's not like that. You know, it's like it's, there's a lot of love, there's a lot of emotion, there's but, a lot of connection, yeah. Bond, yeah, bonding and stuff. So it was it was that. It, when I see that with people, it that really I mean that really lights me up to see people go through transformation. And and it's not just that instant bro in the seminar to see them continue to change. So I've been connected with a lot of people from the programs from before who are still continuously changing and, and they're just living amazing lives. So that's what, what that's for me, that's the biggest, I think, uh, reward that I get. Yeah. But in yung, when you see, because parang, parang we were trained to be very mental, right? Throughout our life with the, with the education and all. Parang yung mindset natin was always mental, mental, mental that we forgot. Absolutely. How we feel or get in touch with our feelings, diba? So, parang yun yung, yun din yung mga nagustuhan ko with some of the things. Parang kasi ako very analytical, ako very logical. Yeah. Yung... But, but, 
I, I must say, you know, Jeremy, I'm very analytical. <laughs> I'm okay. very logical, man. I, I'm super... Kaya nga minsan, when I was started by training, napapagod sa akin yung mga tao. Because if they ask me a simple question like you're asking me now, yeah. I would always first calculate and I have to... And napapagod. They're, they're, it's, they're literally getting tired. Because instead of just giving an answer, I have to calculate and, and process muna so long until yeah. I just learn to be more spontaneous. I yeah. learn to be more... You know, not to care so much about you know, be saying the right things. Yeah. But it's part of my growth because I'm, I'm an introvert by nature. I'm very introverted. Yeah. So imagine to be able to talk in front of people. It was really, that's what I saying. It's, it's so interesting to see how we can grow as human beings out of our comfort zone to be stretched. And if we're only willing and open to see life from another perspective, it's very beautiful. Because I na analytical side eh. So what about watching people who are very spontaneous and they just laugh out loud all of a sudden? So I go, wow, I'm not like that, you know. And then when I learned it and explored, it's like it's kind of fun. Also, I said, so it's more of like I can switch on and off, um, and and enjoy both aspects of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. You need same same oh, like very mental then. Pero there's always this good feeling when you can just be you without thinking too much yeah. and speak from the heart or be vulnerable and then just be honest and ano kasi minsan we're overthinking too much and that's when yeah, it, sometimes it stresses me out eh, no? parang am I overthinking absolutely just go with what I feel or ano parang dun, dun yeah. mahirap eh and and, and, and ito ah, like I had the personal experience with this some people will say but Pam there's absolutely nothing wrong with over th- with, with thinking of course there isn't you know I'm a thinker that's my default as a thinker eh so that's why I get to process a lot of things and learn, you know. But 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 also I think the the struggle for me was overthinking. And I think for many of us who are overthinkers, we have a tendency to be very hard on ourselves. Yeah. Okay. And when we're hard on ourselves, we have a tendency to be hard on other people as well because we're over processing so many things. Eh? Um, and then going back, ang ganda na sinabi mo, Jeremy, na, but bami you know, we were raised to be very mental. Yeah. But sabi ko, those events in life, bro, where um, when it hits you and you're not prepared, it's an illness, it's a death in a family, it's a loss of job, it's an accident, loss of your income, and that gets you emotionally. Yeah. But if you're not prepared to process that stuff, man, you would have a breakdown. Yeah. And I've seen many people breaking down. First, they break down emotionally or they're mentally, emotionally, and then it becomes a physical breakdown. And people are saying, so what's the point of all this emotion, Bamo? Because I've seen people going through depression, brother, because they, they, they couldn't process things anymore. Why? They were, they were not given permission to feel the emotion. So, but like, I have a conversation. How are you feeling? Oh, I feel happy. How are you feeling? I feel grateful. How are you feeling? Uh, Bam, I feel very, very sad. I feel very, very bad. But to give people an opportunity to talk about emotions, it's very empowering. We call it emotional literacy. Where yeah. A lot of us don't know. We, we have what they say, it's false emotions, pseudo-emotions. We think they're still emotions, but they're not. For example, I say, I feel rejected. Uh, feeling rejected, it's not an emotion. Yeah. People don't know that. Like, I feel betrayed. Wait, wait, wait that's not an emotion. <laughs> so, you, 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 it's getting mixed up. It's getting mixed up. So, to, to be able to help process people, uh, you know, to, to feel again. That's what I said. And I, there's a funny thing. I can't remember if it was a TED Talk where they, they said, like, imagine being in a relationship, Jeremy, where it was just intellect. Like someone asks you, do you love me? Of course I love you. How do you know? Well, let me 
count the ways. Number one, then you're just calculating. And you're parang, no, I mean, you can't be in a relationship. Like, people want to feel it. People want to feel, like, expression of some kind, which is the, the love language. It's either the time or the affection. Yeah. But it's always feeling a connection with you. But same thing when you're bonding with people, with people that you love, like your, your daughters or children or your, your, your father. If, if, you are, if you have that connection, it, I think it's those beautiful moments. As a matter of fact, um, uh, a Harvard, Harvard's longest study, uh, I think it's still ongoing until now, they talked about what made the most meaningful lives for people like in, in a, life, a lifespan. Um, what made it the most meaningful for an individual was not the stuff that they had, was not the titles that they had, was not the income, was not the car, was not their, their zip code. It was about the quality of the relationships they had. Yeah. Meaning those who had the most connection. And of course, connection, there's emotion there. There's, there's a level of vulnerability and, and authenticity. They were the ones who lived the longest and the happiest. And that's why, and you know, you, you've heard this also in some trainings. He said, when you're in, in your deathbed, you never, you're not calculating a lot of other stuff there. Like, what, what should, although sadly, a lot of people still cannot go to their heart, kahit mamamatay na. And, and that's very sad, where you'd like to hear your father say, I'm proud of you, or yeah. I love you, or I'm happy I was able to. But the moment that you lose them, and you still cannot even express that, that's quite painful for a lot of people. So, you know, the seminars I do is just to help people, I guess, process. You're a human being. You're not a human doing. You know, but we forget because it's always one task after another. It's always to do this. It's always what's on social media. That I have to have the car. I have to have the house. I have to have this. And then, then I have value. So yeah, I said so much, bro, but I'm just, this is such a great topic that you're asking. So you, you hit me in my core. Like, like I want to talk about yes, this stuff. Like, so there's a lot of free learnings here. You know, parang, I know it's <laughs> not the, you know, kahit na hindi yun yung, but I love the sharing that you give because it gives value to the those who are watching and na parang kahit ako parang I learned so much eh. and while you were saying that nga, parang dud ko na isip na parang um, being able to express what you feel is very important because yun nga yung sinasabi mo that if you don't then you break down at one point when you experience different life uh, either tragedies or uh, things that talagang you won't be able to control your emotions. Eh. So being able to express them every now and then, if you're not really the type who are who is expressive, parang it's an exercise of being able to release something, diba? Yeah. I mean, brother, to lose a loved one and to not be able to grieve is one of the worst sufferings you know I've I've, I've seen in my life. To lose someone you love so much and not know how to process that grief. Yeah. So that breaks my heart. So it's it's what this is what fuels me, you know, to tell to, to tell people, fathers with their children, children with their, that's why I love the, the programs that we do. When the children attend, they enroll their parents next. Sometimes it's the parents who attend and then they enroll their children's children next. Yeah. And then to see that exchange and they say, Bam hindi naman kami ganito. Yeah, I know hindi kayo sanay. But what is it that you want? It's not about kung anong nakasanayan natin eh. Like, yeah. I'm not used to saying, I love you. I'm not used to hugging my children. Example lang ha? Like, yeah, but what experience do you want? It's not kung saan kasanay. Well, I would love to, that they would remember their father as someone who hugged them, as someone who kissed them, as someone who told them, anak, I love you. And, you know, I, I, and they felt it. That's something when we're long gone as parents, I think, bro, na our children will always remember, you know, I felt dad. I felt yeah. dad's presence, you know. Sure, dad was providing, but not just I, I felt dad. 
and I felt that you know at home and and, and this. So yun. Yeah, yun. And I think um, going back to you know what made you think about about coming in, maybe helping people was really a big factor. But has it ever come to a point na parang so it wasn't really about money. Because for some people, uh, when they go into a career, it's always money for them. Eh. So for you, it wasn't about money considering that you were thinking about, I, uh, you you, no, mentioned, I, you were having difficulties with financials. So when you get, no, I, 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 yeah. it wasn't really about money. I, oh no, brother, it was about money for sure also. I mean, that that's how honest I can be. I mean, that's why I got into becoming a financial advisor, uh, a certified investment solicitor, you know, a, a, ano to, a, 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 a money blueprint planner. Because, I, I, you know, it was experiencing the pain of not having enough, you know, scarcity mindset and not knowing the mechanics of money uh, either. So, sabi ko, I, I've also learned, I think, in my journey, I thought before that money was, was bad, it was evil. That it was better that I did not have money, but bro, my 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 son suffered for it. You know, my my my, my past relationship, his mom suffered for it. Um, I suffered for it. So I, I made a vow. I I want to learn about life where I can be uh, an, a human being who's experiencing joy and love, but I also have a lot of money. So and I learned pwede pala ng both. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I guess you know this as a provider. <laughs> you can't go to Meralco and you can't pay your bill with love. You can't go just say like Meralco, I have so much love. Yeah. And can I just pay my bill with it? I mean, you can't. You, know, you, you gotta. Sorry. You have to be practical. It's practicality. You gotta be practical. So for me, it was about helping money, helping people, but also making money because I saw a model where people were actually making a lot of money and helping a lot of people. Then I saw the correlation. But the more people that you help, the more money you would also make. But it also had had to do with the noise. Uh, you know, we talk about beliefs in the seminar, kasi bro, where you know you have a belief that are you are you even worthy of receiving compensation for what you? A lot of people they feel unworthy, or they feel like it's a spiritual work where they shouldn't be charging. Why I said I've also explored that. Why I said hindi ka nang charge. Iko naman ang namatay. Bakit naputulan ka ng kuryente? Hindi ka makapagbayad ng renta. You know, it's not it's not honoring God to be in a space where you are in scarcity, because God, I believe, has empowered you to be able to produce wealth. So it's also a mindset where you know, and it feels wonderful because the more that you, the more that you increase, the more that you have to share and bless other people with. Because I've experienced the the opposite end of that where I didn't have anything. It sucked. I never wanted to experience that again. Is it is it uh, being a life coach? Is it a challenging task wherein people expect so much that? Dumating ba yung point where you thought na would I be able to really help people na and you know, they expect so much from a life coach that when there's something that comes up that wasn't really, parang hindi maganda, no? People think that being a life coach, everything in your life is working all the time. Is it no, absolutely is not. challenge? It, it has there, did you come to that point na major challenging for you because of those expectations? Well, I, I think what, what has made my experience uh, uh, effective is whenever I do seminars, whether I also do seminars abroad, kasi before this lockdown, where my programs were also translated into uh, Cambodian, uh, Thai, in, in Thai, in Mongolian, um, and sabi ko, even if it's translated, what makes it effective is I don't talk about how great my life is. Right. I never do that. 
But I, I talk about exactly what, what you said before we started. Like, what, what was your struggle? That's always been my story of how, how, you know, how absolutely human I am in my pain, in my hurt, in my insecurity, in my fear of scarcity, in my fear of death, you know, in my fear of people not liking me. And, and that's what always creates a connection with people. And that's what also lowers their expectation. Like it has to be, and, and, I'm, and I've coached, you know, for people who are saying, but mom, you, you, you won't be coaching big business people. Well, I've coached, you know, uh, multi, 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 multi-millionaires. And, so it, so it, it, and their company and their people. So I'm saying it works 100%. And it, but you'll see it also, it's also what they're talking about in Harvard, in Yale, in Stanford. It's the science of well-being. It's a science of happiness. And, and, and like so, so Dubai, having the Ministry of Happiness, you know, um, why, why are they creating a whole ministry for, for that? You know, how important is it to, to, to be happy? So, um, but I think once people, we, we, we create expectations at the beginning. And my story is not, you're going to be successful like me. I've never, ever used that line. Yeah. But I said, perhaps uh, what I've been learning that's helped me ease my suffering and, and invite more joy and happiness. I just want to share it with you. And yeah. people become open. Like, okay, you just want to share something that, and I say, if it's not helping you, then please don't use it, you know? Yeah. But so far, it's been helping a lot of people, you know? It so is. I've just been going and going and going. And there's also a misconception that parang people think that if you're a multi-billionaire or a millionaire, you don't go through similar experiences as people who have less. Parang, in fact, sometimes it's more difficult for them to be oh able Oh my gosh, yeah. Diba? Kasi parang, uh, and these people are open, very open to learning. Kaya nga they got there because they were very open to learning different experiences and, you know, maybe not all, pero a lot of these people are very open and very coachable in terms of you know, how to, kasi wealth, they're good at it. Pero minsan emotions, like you were saying, they, they're not, we are not, you know, trained to be very expressive, eh, diba? So it's really a misconception. Yeah. A lot of them are having breakdowns. A lot of the very successful people. I mean, obviously, if I mention certain names, Dan Jeremy, Kate Spade, uh, yeah. Anthony Bourdain. I mean, I could go on and on. Robin Williams. Yeah, there's more. Eh? So I understand some of them already had certain conditions, but but I'm saying it has nothing to do with you know with, with IQ or your money IQ. Yeah. Uh, but but emotional quotient, adversity quotient is totally different. Eh? Yeah. That's why I've, that's that's one of the things I share. Sabi ko, intelligence is not wisdom. You can't confuse the two. Yeah. You know, some people will say I'm very intelligent in how I handle uh, my finances and grow my business. Sure, but I'm breaking down where I I have affairs left and right. Uh, I'm taking drugs. I'm 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 an alcoholic. Uh, my family is breaking apart, so they don't have the the wisdom to know how to also handle life challenges. Yeah. So those are two very different things. As a matter of fact, that's a very big market that I'm, I'm into now, which is helping uh, CEOs and, and, and owners of companies uh, to, you know, to get through challenges. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's the most challenging part of being a life coach for you? Um, I think being honest and authentic about my own challenges. Yun lang naman yun eh. you know, that's why I always tell people like every every seminar and even in my life if you watch, I just say I'm journeying just like you. I feel insecure just like you. I feel I feel angry just like you. 
Um, but to be able to, I think, to be forgiving of myself when I go through those times where I might experience some some depression, which I still do, some low energy. When you know, I think I'm a hate up Jeremy. Like, why would you experience depression when you have money, when you have health, when you have family? Well, sometimes it's not even about that growing. And I think that's what gets more people depressed. They're saying, why am I depressed? I have no reason to be depressed. And then they judge themselves. Then I say, you know, but they don't get to hear that message. Eh? Sometimes there's no reason, but you just feel it. And, and again, that's where I come in to help people. But to, to be able to be authentic and say, but it's also beautiful. I feel it's what make, brings me closer to God. It's what allows me to have the most sincere and authentic prayer. You know, when I'm very down and I say, God, I, I, I really need help. I really need support. I've been expressing so much gratitude and love. Now I, I feel like life sucks. I'm having a hard time. I don't like this. And you feel it physically, you know, the depression. It's still there. I, I actually went through a bit of that during the lockdown. Like it was, there were times I, I couldn't sleep anymore because this, this whole thing was, was also getting to me. You know, the, the, the lockdown and the closure and this. So, like it's 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 roller coaster. It's a roller coaster. But what I tell people, I'm grateful that I don't stay in the down part for such a long time. You know, a lot of people where it's hindi lang one week, eh? one month, one year, ten years, twenty. They're still there. That's such a terrible place to be in. You know, but to, to be able to cycle through like the seasons, it, it's great. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if it's really difficult to. Uh... Like ako, I went through that parang medyo na-feel ko rin. I was, siguro na-feel ko at that early stage wherein, yun nga, yung kinukwento ko sa'yo kanina when I was in Manila and then my family was here. I wasn't happy already. I wasn't, and it got to a point wherein even when I'm here, I felt like I wasn't happy. That's where it triggered me na parang, oops, something might be wrong. Kasi even when I'm here, the, the, the whole time, this whole time, I want. I just wanted to be with my family. Pero, no. Every weekend when I come home, there's this different feeling. Na parang hmm, di ako. It's a different feeling na I didn't feel before. Kasi dante when I was coming home, excited, masaya. It was an escape. Eh. Pero dumating sa point na parang taka lang. Hindi na. I felt different. So and it's hard to explain as well. Kasi parang why am I feeling this way? It's big lang, di ba? There's always. There's really no reason, pero you'll just feel it, and then, and then, and then, bro, I'll tell you. I mean, it's great to, to be talking about this for those who, for those people who are listening, because a lot of people when they get to that space, bro, they feel shame, and they feel shame like what you know, like I'm a Christian, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a good father or mother, I shouldn't feel this way, and that's like one of the biggest lies that people will hear, you know, in their self talk. I, I should be grateful. But take a muna, before you go into that space, maybe acknowledge muna that maybe you're not grateful. Maybe you're feeling down. Maybe you're feeling low, right? And to give your, yourself permission to be human. To feel yeah. that sometimes there's no particular reason. And sometimes you just need your wife to be there beside you to, to, to tap you or to hug you, to not even say anything. But maybe it's also important for you to have those moments as a human being to, you know, to have that time and to not judge yourself for being in that space. But if you're able to get through that, if you're able to get through that as a human being, it's important to be able to, in some capacity, share it or pay it forward. Because not everyone understands that process. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yun, and uh, when you when you started, 
doing this. What year did you start doing this professionally? 2012. 2012. Yeah. What did you have to go through to, you know, transition to being doing it professionally? Like, is there training that you had to attend or is it? Yeah, I, I, I went through, I went through a facilitator's training. I had, I had my mentors. I had a, a life coach. I had a relationship coach. I had the money coach. Um, I read a lot of books. I went to a lot of trainings. Um, but it's not just about reading the books. A lot of people have mentors and went yeah. through training, but it, it doesn't necessarily reflect, you know, it doesn't mean that because you went through it, like there will be a change. Yeah. But, but I guess I just really desired it so much um, and really wanted to, to grow myself that I was able to sustain it. But definitely, uh, you have to put in the work. I was running out of money. You know, I was doing another job at the time. I had to give it up sometimes to attend my, my facilitator's training. Um, but I had the vision. I had the vision. Sabi ko, if I, if I stay in my comfort zone, I'll never, you know, two years, three years will pass. But then I would not have grown myself to be, to be, have become a better human being or to equip myself with skills or experience or knowledge. Ano mga sa buhay ko nun? You know, for those of you who are asking, like, should I go through training? Well, your two years are gonna pass. What if you stay exactly the same? Your opportunities are gonna be exactly the same, or maybe even less, if you're not growing yourself. So can I look back? Sabi ko, I'm so grateful to God because being able to to be led in that path and to choose to grow uh, now, even with the lockdown, the opportunities I have are are just endless. I mean, it's the lockdown has also given me so many opportunities to work with so many people all over the world. But I couldn't have done that. If I did not choose at that time to go out of my comfort zone, which is just you know me making a certain income, feeling safe, but I was not growing as a human being, as a person, right? Those who are listening, if you're still on the fence of should I grow, attend this, you know, but if you have an intention to allow yourself to grow and make yourself better, I'll tell you, you pay off. It, it, it's, it's not just times 10, it's not just times a thousand. It's like, it's really such an exponential return, eh? You know, um, you never regret it. You never regret it. Actually, it's one thing I love about leadership training, said, but like, um, you get to expose yourself to different things that you weren't aware of before. You know what I love about the, these types of trainings, said, the trainings that you are conducting and then the trainings that, you know, I've attended before. Na parang raise my awareness about myself so much. Na parang, yeah. You understand yourself better. Why am I feeling this? Bakit ko naramdaman to? And then how to react to it? How to do what? What's the next steps, diba? And yun palang, it's a big, ano na, it's a big step already. It's a big uh, a help already for, for people like us. So what you do, uh, yun nga, sabi mo, maganda do sa sinabi mo talaga is really, you don't pretend, as a life coach, we don't, you don't pretend to be Nah, perfect. Everything's perfect. Everything's working. But the challenge has always been being able to show that it's not perfect. It's And it never will be. Yes. <laughs> it's not going to be perfect. Talaga. But being able to ex- accept that and understand what to do about it is something that you know, really you have to, to go through. Eh, so really, marami uh, kang matutunan in trainings like these na uh, what do you like yung sayo because I've attended before mga transformational training yung sayo ba is it similar yeah. like, transformational rin ang tawag yeah, well, we, 
yeah, we just call it a it's still a transformational weekend, you know. Um, we we only put that that label so that you know, or seminar, so that people have this. But like like I said, what what I just do is I just create a space where people can go and uh, experience transformation in their lives. Um, it means whatever you came in for, whether it's for health, but mo- mostly it's relationship and, uh, and and knowing myself and understanding myself, or maybe it's um, maybe it's for finances or career direction, you know, or maybe it's spirituality and God. Yeah. Whatever it is that people come in for, I just create a space for. They did it. It it, it just it just uh, happens for them when they're, when they're in that space. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yun. Siguro, uh, let's segue na to what are currently the programs that uh, you are offering online or not? Or... Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, thanks for asking. I mean, I, I have a program. Uh, I like programs. It's called Unbounded. Then I, I, I think the first month of the quarantine, I, I adjusted it and I learned along the way. And I created an online uh, program, Unbounded Online. It's five days of people connecting it's not five whole days, but it's five sessions where people from all over the world. Like last batch, I had participants from New Jersey, from Florida, you know, uh, another batch, Mataga Ilo Ilo Naman, that I worked with. And sabi ko nga eh, I never would have realized the power of virtual connections like this. Like I'm just seeing you through a screen, but I feel your emotion. I can I can see, you know, the nuances of your nonverb. It's the same. Fighting to you, so that's what unbounded is. But we have frameworks for change. Uh, under, aside from unbounded online, yeah, I have a, a one-on-one online coaching program where you get to work with me uh, as your coach uh, for a few sessions. So that's one-on-one scheduled online, and uh, we talk about framework for change. We talk about specific. Uh, issues that you want to work on. So the past three months, I've been working on relationships, uh, mindset, uh, you know, people who are struggling with pleasing other people, how to break those patterns, insecurities, inferiority, um, finding meaning and purpose in life. So I do that as well. Plus, I also have an online uh, coach training program if you want to be a life coach mm-hmm. or you want to help people the way, um, similar to what I'm doing, I also offer that as well in another package. So basically, that's what I've been busy with. Uh, yung, yung Unbounded pala, I do it for public, also for corporate. Yeah. Your so your Facebook page again is what? So, sorry, it got chopped. Um, yeah, please follow me on my uh, Facebook page, Bam Santiago. On Instagram, I'm uh, Bam Santiago 888, if I'm not mistaken, I think I, I forget, but you'll, you'll see my link on my page. Ko eh. um, I'll link it on the, uh, no. and then, uh, yeah, Bam Santiago, 88 pala, 88, yeah. So yeah, please follow me in my social media. I'm also on YouTube, although not as active, but I'm getting there. So um, please follow me. All right, sige. Bam, thank you. Thank you so much. There's so much learning talaga na, that uh, uh, I got as well from this. Hindi lang for the audience, eh, but ako mismo, I learned a lot from this session. Learned about you, your experiences, and your programs, which I, I'm sure uh, would be beneficial to the people who's going to be attending your session. So I'll 
link all those things na yung mga page ni Bam on the caption of this video so that you can check him out. As he goes live rain from time to time and you may ask questions about anything to to Bam. So thank you, Bam. Um, that's and um, that's it for Thursday talks. Um, we'll see you again next week for another guest or another video about maybe financials. Naman. We'll see anong, what we can create next week. But uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this session. <laughs>